Kabagari family Mpopo Sada Frequency, it's 6.43. Our conversation from the Fresh Squeeze continues up next with DNA Africa. The Capricorn Breakfast on Limpopo's hottest frequency with complexion and Mpomashita. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. And right now we're talking to Dr. Vanessa Lynch from uh, uh, Forensic DNA, an expert from DNA Africa. And uh, good morning, Doctor. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Fine, good. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. So some uh, from the news that we're hearing, a really good news as we're wrapping up the year, and uh, DNA Africa, we know that has ad- advocated for this particular bill. I mean, what does this milestone mean to you? And maybe also highlight how long this fight has been for. Well, it's just, it is, as you say, um, a good end to the year insofar as the convicted offenders will now no longer be able to be released from prison without having a DNA sample taken. And the importance of that is the profile will then be added to our database and we'll be able to either link them to cold cases. Um, and I think it also acts as a deterrent for serial offenders. So, um, you know, all the gender-based violence cases that we see in South Africa a large number of these are, are serial offenders. So this, this really is a, a good um, crime-fighting tool. And for the last, gosh, I think it was since 2019 that we've been fighting to have this reinstated. So, yeah, the only thing I will say is that we still have to wait for operational day to be declared by the president. And I do hope that comes shortly because otherwise it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all very well to say it's an act and it's been um, signed into law, but unless the the president actually declares it operational, it's a paper tiger. You know, a question we have really about uh, the storage of these DNA samples, will they be stored from convicted offenders of sexual cases and maybe murder or from across the board? I mean, how will this be approached? That's a great question. Um, We actually have what we call Schedule A offenses, which are linked to the DNA Act and this particular Act 2. And that really is a broad range of cases, ranging from, as you said, very serious cases, um, murder, rape, right down to robbery. Um, so it is a very broad uh, range of cases. Most most offences are, are, are um, covered by this, and um, certainly the, the the criminals that we want to have on the database, that population, um, will be both at arrest and now convicted offenders be able to be added to the database. Uh, do you know if the country has the capacity to keep DNA samples of offenders, maybe? Well, we don't actually keep the samples. Remember that the sample is just the, the buckle cheek swab. Sure. Um, and the profile is the resultant, um, you know, that's after the analysis. Um, and, you know, we, we do have a DNA backlog, as you know, and we've, and we've spoken about this before. But the, the good thing is that with a reference sample, it's a, it's a less complex um, process than a crime scene sample. So it takes much, uh, it's a much faster process, and they have more capacity to be able to throughput a lot more of these particular types of samples. So, you know, perhaps this is also another opportunity for the government to look at private-public partnerships because they're quite simple with the processes. There's no chain of custody, like a crime scene sample. And I do think that's one of the reasons why the president has probably decided to put this into operation um, because, you know, he, he hopefully has been advised that it won't overburden the, 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 the DNA laboratories more than they already have. So let's hope, you know. I mean, we, we need to start the process. We've seen cases of convicted offenders on common assault being linked to fetchy rape. Sure. Um, it's a very important um, population to have on our database. Yeah. And then um, what would it take to have 
ordinary non-convicted South Africans to have their samples collected? I mean, is, is this something that could be looked into the future? Would there be a benefit into doing that? Yes, many people ask that question, and constitutionally, no. You know, even an arrestee, if it doesn't result in a conviction, their profile is removed. There's no country in the world that takes um, profiles of their citizens for a criminal offender database. Um, And remember that we also already have a capacity issue. We're fighting the DNA backlog just to get our criminal population onto the database. You know, to start now putting 50 million people on the database, but actually the majority of us are good people. We're talking about a tiny minority of our population that are criminals. and Why they hold us to ransom, I don't know. But we, we need to just at least get this population onto the database, identify those convicted offenders who have committed further other crimes, receive who have committed crimes, and, and prevent tomorrow's victims. We see how the early identification of offenders saves lives. You know, we, 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 need, to, we need to put everything behind us. Yeah. So what's the next step, Doc? When will this be put into motion? Well, I think we've got to keep talking about it until we see that operational date. It is, it is a great thing that it, it actually is Act 8 of 2022. So, you know, that, that, that's good. But, you know, lobbying is, is all about pressure and seeing things in operational at ground level. So let's, let's keep talking about it until, you know, in the new year, if we hear that date of proclamation, let's say, yeah, we've seen this. It's now happening. Let's monitor it. Let's see how many... Let's get transparency. We keep asking for a data, I mean, a, um, a dashboard. Let's see how many convicted offenders actually are sampled. How many of those profiles are put on the database? Um, you know, let, let's see a reduction in the backlog. So that's what I'd like to see. Public-private partnership, public transparency in terms of the actual numbers being put on the database and a proclamation date for this act. Yeah, you know, we we have learned from experience. I mean, we are a country that is very good at uh, signing bills into law, but when it comes to execution, it's a different story. I mean, how confident are you that this uh, will work according to the way that you have, you have pictured it, considering that already there have been news that seems to be false as far as the reduction of DNA samples is concerned in the country already? Look, I think that I think that there's a lot of pressure on the government, especially at the moment, for some windfalls and for some, you know, for some positive news. And, and this is a fairly easy, um, it, it, it's fairly easy for them to enact. Even when the, the, the original DNA Act, which was the, the first DNA law in our country, um, it was it was um, declared um, law in 2013. And by the end of 2014, it was operational. And there was a lot of work to be done in order to make sure that everything was, you know, was up to speed for it to be operational. So I do think that the fact that everything is already in place, we have operating forensic science laboratories, there's pressure on the government to reduce the backlog. There's a lot of um, understanding of the importance of this particular um, offender population. I, I, funny enough, do you think that the proclamation will follow quite shortly? And if it doesn't, then you have to just question, you know, then you have to start asking the question as to why. Why don't they want offenders on the database? All right, we'll leave it here for today. Thank you so much for joining us, Doc, and uh, having this conversation with us. That's a forensic DNA expert from DNA Africa, Dr. Vanessa Lynch.